You're listening to Amplify Ambition. I'm Kristen Edwards, speaker, coach, and your guide for ambitious women to become industry leaders and grow a sustainable business without the hustle. Listen to conversations on authentic leadership, self-awareness, and strategic planning for growing your business. I believe big dreams can be your reality when you embrace all of who you're meant to be and focus on the business that works for you and your lifestyle. Now let's dive into today's episode. I'm so excited to welcome a guest today who is a copywriter, email marketing strategist, and a fellow podcaster. So welcome to the show, Christy. Hey, thanks for having me, Kristen. Absolutely. So before we jump into what you do and really what got you started on your entrepreneurial journey, I started my brand and really have branded myself as a multi-passionate person. So I'm curious, what is that thing that you are absolutely obsessed with, but that's not necessarily a part of what we see when we look up you as a copywriter or strategist? Hmm. This is a good one. So I, um, I have lots of little obsessions (laughs) and to be completely honest with you, um, I have really struggled with how to kind of incorporate these different interests and um, passions into into my brand. Um, And specifically like the kind of the causes that I support, like that my business supports, I haven't really figured out how to, I don't know how to talk about them. You know, like I grew up in an environment where there was a lot of addiction, a lot of abuse, you know, we were very poor and I suffered a lot of trauma as a result of that. And, you know, I mean, looking at my life now, it's not something you would ever guess because I have a business that allows me a ton of freedom. I have, you know, happy marriage. My kids are good. We have a beautiful home, all the things, but, you know, I've worked really hard to be resilient. And I know that I was fortunate to have other successful adults as examples to look to besides my own family. And that's really kind of what showed me that, you know, I had other options besides carrying on that dysfunctional way, you know, when I became an adult. So one of the things that I'm pretty passionate about is helping girls gain access to education because you know, I think school is a place where you're exposed to possibilities, you know, certainly for me, it helped me discover what I was good at and kind of practice those skills, which was writing, you know. Um, So I support an organization called Carranza that provides scholarships for girls in Mozambique whose families just don't have the resources to send them to school. And then, you know, kind of in my local area, what I, what I do is I'm a mentor with a program called the circle program. And that kind of matches female adults, adult female mentors with young girls in socioeconomically disadvantaged communities. And, you know, we just spend time with them and do different activities together. And really my hope is that, you know, through my business and through my activities is that they see me, you know, someone, someone who has been exactly where they are and chose a different path. So, you know, the options open to them, right? Yeah. And I think it's really important. You know, I, I always laugh, like I went to a really, I went to a private high school, um, but you were pretty much encouraged to become a nurse or a doctor. And like, Mm. that was it. And then I had a corporate career in HR and it was like, oh, there's 
other jobs. Now, mind you, what company doesn't have HR? But I never knew it was an opportunity <laughs> back then. <clears throat> so I think it's really important for people to have those exposures and to say, one, like there's so much available to you in this world, especially if you don't necessarily have the family who's encouraging you to do that, but then also saying there are so many opportunities. So the fact that it's not just you, you know, writing a check and sending it, but also taking the time to mentor these people and say, there really is, there really is more out there for you. Um, you know, I, your, your energy and your time is always worth more than your money. So I really appreciate that you're doing that in your community as well as overseas. Yeah, thank you. I, it is. It's really interesting because I think when you are exposed to different, um, you know, different people with different occupations like that, it can kind of give you. Uh, well, I, I'm thinking like in terms of, of me, like with the writing, you know, copywriting, who would ever think you go to school for writing and you're going to have this job like as a marketer, right? Like it's not one of those things that I mean, I didn't know it existed. And I don't think I've met a single copywriter who knew that it was an actual career. Sure. You know, when you think of like being a writer, it's like, well, you have to write novels or, you know, essays or something like that. And how many people get to do that for a living, right? And make and make a decent living at it. So I think it just kind of opens you up to, you know, seeing that there's different options out there. You can still have a passion and do what you're passionate about for a living, but it doesn't necessarily look the way that you think it might look. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's exactly true. Like my mom is an English teacher. So it's like be an English major and go be an English teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be, you know, the main thing that you hear, if you're not going to write for the New York times or, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's exactly what you're saying. Like even when you do find your passion, you're still told like, here are these two options. And you're like, oh, there's 60. Cool. Thanks right. for letting me know. And I um, think a lot of times when there's two, those two options, you know, people are like, yeah, and you're never going to make it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> right. Try being one of the 17 billion English majors who writes for the front cover of New York Times. Good luck. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. So obviously we started talking about what you do as a copywriter and you shared a little bit and kind of how you got there and discovering this career, but I'd love to hear kind of the full story as you put that together and what really got you to say, like, this is how I'm going to create the success that I desire in my life. Well, so like I mentioned, um, as a copywriter, like I didn't know that, that this was a thing. And actually I started doing this kind of work, um, when I owned another business with my husband, my husband and I, back in 2009, 2010, we started a product-based business, which was a line of all natural, low calorie margarita mixes, believe it or not. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was something that we just kind of happened upon. Like we started making this stuff at home and we were kind of naive about the process and, you know, people were like, Oh, this is really good. You should bottle it. And, and we did because we didn't know what we were in for basically. <laughs> um, and, you know, it was a fun, it was a fun adventure. We had some success. We got into a lot of the whole food stores in the Northeast, um, you know, New York city, especially that was kind of like the big thing for us. Um, but I hated, being sort of the face of this business. Like I hated doing the tastings. I didn't want to go to the sales events. Like I was, you know, I'm pretty introverted and I, this was my first experience sort of being, uh, 
you know, front and center in a business. I mean, I was a stay-at-home mom, right? So like I, that world was very unfamiliar to me at the time. And what I found what I loved doing and was really good at was, you know, writing the website copy and creating the marketing materials and building an audience on social media, which at the time, you know, was, was pretty new and you didn't have to pay to play. So I just, I liked working behind the scenes and being creative. And I didn't know that that was something that you could get paid for or make a career out of. And, you know, ultimately that business didn't, um, didn't pan out. We shut it down in 2014, I think 2013, 2014, something like that. But kind of what happened from that is that, you know, I had other people that I had connected with other entrepreneurs who, you know, kind of saw what I did for drink skinny and said, Hey, can you help us with our website copy? Or can you help us with our social media content? Can you help us with our emails? And, you know, for a long time, I did it for free because like I said, I didn't know it was a, a job. And then, you know, I kind of figured out like, Oh, there are people paying consultants, lots of money for this and paying content writers, lots of money for this. So, um, yeah, it just kind of blossomed from there. And I was lucky enough to have some connections with a few graphic designers that, um, needed some help. Their projects were getting stalled because people couldn't write about themselves. And, you know, I, I jumped in and sort of the rest is history. That's awesome. And I think, you know, that's when, you know, the passion behind your business is really theirs because you're like, yeah, I was doing this for free. Um, mm. and part of it again, because you didn't know, but also because it's something that you actually enjoyed, you learned what you like doing in your own business. And although, you know, that one, isn't taking you to a billion dollars. You're like, but this is what I like. I don't like the tastings, but I like the website copy. I like the writing aspect of it. And then you could channel it and figure out next steps. I think another thing that we also kind of overshadow is the pivot that you had as well. So it went from a product and I think, you know, low calorie, all natural margarita sounds phenomenal. Um, but transitioning into that of supporting other people in their businesses and now building your own business um, in that way as well. And so recognizing like, hey, I went on this journey, but, you know, would you have even discovered copywriting if you and your husband didn't start this margarita business to begin with? Um, as well. And I think a lot of times we forget to acknowledge that journey, but also we're also scared to pivot and shift into saying, this is what I'm excited about. And I mean, I think that's the greatest thing, right? You get paid to just do something that you actually enjoy. And obviously you're good at because you're still getting paid for it as well. And I'm sure you've honed your craft over time, you know, too. But again, just embracing that pivot <laughs> along the way. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I am lucky. I do really love what I do. And I especially love the fact that I can sort of help other people, other women specifically. I mean, I've had male clients, but I mostly work with women who are kind of in, in that place that I was, it's like, you know, they have this thing that's, that's really great, but they don't really want, they don't really know how to, how to get it out there. And they don't really know how to talk about it in a way that, you know, they're comfortable with, or that they, they know how to like, you know, point out the, 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 the benefits. Right. And so I can kind of help them take that piece and take that off of their plates. And then I think sometimes that it really helps like boost the confidence when they do after, after, you know, we've gone through the sales pages or the emails or whatever. And, you know, they, they're like, oh yeah, this, this thing that I've created is pretty amazing. And so it gives them sort of that confidence boost to actually 
you know, talk about it a little bit more and, and really, you know, just share it with the world. Yeah, absolutely. So now I want to get into your framework and your secrets and how you actually serve your clients. So is there like a, a method or methodology that you kind of practice in terms of making sure that everyone is able to find success? Is it like all completely customized with absolutely no strategy, which is definitely a strategy in and of itself. But I'm curious to what it is that you do as you're serving your clients. So, yeah. So, you know, when I first started out in my business, I was really doing everything. Like I would do any kind of job, you know, they, they, if they wanted something written, I would do it, whether it was like social media content or website copy, or even like podcast scripts. Like I I just did it all. And I kind of figured out along the way when I started writing more emails that that's really, um, something that I love doing, but also, you know, produce the results, right? Like I could kind of see, oh, my clients are getting their emails open. Their open rates are doubling and tripling. You know, people are actually clicking on their links now where they weren't before. And they're, you know, they're actually making discovery calls and sales through these emails for the first time ever. So it was kind of like when that started to happen, um, you know, I really started to pay attention to it. Like, oh, there's something to this. So let's, you know, really dig in and sort of figure it out. But I think that, you know, one of the biggest things is I, I was able at that point to kind of look at, look at this as an experiment, right? You know, if you can kind of approach things in your email and sales copy that way, and you can kind of detach yourself from the expectation of a certain outcome and just see what works, then you're, you know, you're kind of a little bit freer to, to, to take that path. Like, I hate that saying, how, how do people use it? Like throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. Like, I just find that to be really, um, it's like short-sighted because if you don't, if you don't throw spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks, if you don't experiment and see what works, you know, you're never going to figure it out. And you, I don't think you can really succeed by following somebody else's blueprint. And so, you know, I do like, I do have a framework for emails that, that I think works really well, but it's really not specific to, you must do this, this, and this to make sales in an email. It's, it's sort of taking a couple of structures that really give you a lot of wiggle room and room to play around with your personality and your offers and, and kind of the way that you do things so that you find something that works for you versus like, you must follow my five steps to be successful. Cause I just don't buy that. I think everybody's different. Yeah, no, I 110% agree with you. You do have to test the waters to really know um, what's there. And I kind of like the balance of what you said of put it out there with no expectations, kind of see what happens and where it is. But then you're also talking about the numbers of like looking at their click rates and did you make $5 or $5 million, you know, on the other side of where that email is. So you're able to say, okay, let's try this a second or a third time, or do we want to redirect 
um, as well. And I think especially with emails, it's a general framework. I don't think copying pasting should be anyone's philosophy, regardless of the work mm-hmm. that they're doing. Um, but to say, you know, maybe I should tell them about my offer somewhere in this email, or <laughs> do yeah. I give them some details? But also, you know, people aren't just buying it because, you know, it's out there, they're buying it because of the person that's selling it just as much. And so knowing a little bit about the brand or about the person who represents the brand is going to allow me as well. So I'm sure those are all things that you're adding, you know, in along, along the way, but I love that you said it of doing it in a way that it resonates with that business owner um, just as much and not being like copy and paste my exact words, (laughs) you know, without any personality along the way. Yeah. I think there's, there's far too much of that. And you know, I think another thing that I always try to remind my clients, I mean, and myself <laughs> is, is that, you know, none of this stuff is life or death, right? Like the world is not going to end. If you make a mistake somewhere in your sales funnel, nothing is permanent. You can change and tweak things anytime you want. And that's why like metrics are important. Yeah. Like you can look at them and see, um, it's, that helps you gauge, you know, what to do going forward. But at the end of the day, it's not that serious. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, sometimes we get so serious and obviously we're all have our business because we need to make money and food has apparently gone up 9% in the last six yeah. months. So if we're nothing else, just for eating, I totally understand why people <laughs> want to have a profitable business. Um, but also recognizing that if there's no fun, if there's no passion, if there's no excitement, if there's no ebb and flow along the way, then you'll probably end up quitting your business as well. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, there's a lot of talk about like ease and flow and all of that. And, and I'm a hundred percent on board with that. But the thing I think that needs to kind of be pointed out is that e- a business, having a business that runs with ease does not mean without effort, you know? And of course you, we're in this to make money. It's not a hobby. So, you know, you kind of, you do have to figure out what works, but I think sometimes we just take it too seriously and we, we like force and, you know, really like stop ourselves because we're like, it's like, we're trying so hard to get it right. But if you just kind of like allow yourself to have a little bit of fun, sometimes like that's, that'll lead you in the right direction, I think. Yeah, absolutely true. I think that's one thing that I've definitely learned with social media is when I'm like, Mm. let's just have some fun. The one time I went viral, it was me being an absolute fool with a real (laughs) And I can tell you it probably won't happen again anytime soon. It hasn't happened since um, as well. But when I'm like super serious and here's me leading you down the path of my pitch, it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. the normal whatever many views and 100 likes and we move on to the next thing. But let's have Kristen act like a fool and she'll have thousands (laughs) of views. But at the same time, like I get to have fun. I don't want to take a hiatus from you know, Instagram and take a whole month off because I've learned to actually enjoy the platform. It's the same thing with your emails, with your website, with any other, you know, part of your business. If you're not enjoying it, one, you know, some of it maybe you can outsource, but also recognize some of it you have to do because it's 2022, but also recognizing, you know, if you're taking out all of the joy and all of the fun, then there's literally no excitement left in what you're doing 
that's why you're not getting it done and you're not seeing the fruits of your labor either. Yeah. And see, like if you hadn't tried that, you never, you never would have known. Yep. Very true. Cause I was a little too serious at one point. I was like, <laughs> let's just throw this reel out here and see what happens. And I was like, oh, yeah, people like it. Um, I still waiting that. for it to hit 50 K views, but I might have wow. to wait until next fall. Uh, <laughs> it was a pumpkin spice themed one. So oh, I don't know if it'll do very find well that. this You'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> I can send it to you afterwards if you don't find it. Yeah, um, awesome. But if you had listeners kind of remember one thing throughout this conversation that they're like, that's what Christy's about. And that's what I need to remember the next time I'm writing an email. What would that message be? Mm, I love this question. You have good questions, Kristen. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, I hope it's that I helped make the online marketing space less predatory, honestly. I mean, there are a lot of strategies and tactics that prey on people's insecurities and trauma. And I mean, I learned them all. I've done them, you know, but I hopefully have learned better. And I really aim to work in a way that I think, you know, shows the benefits of my clients' services and courses without making their audience feel like there's something wrong with them if they don't buy. Um, I think, you know, I just think that's toxic and unethical and you can write sales copy in a way that helps people get off the fence and make the best decision for them without scamming them, without trickery. So I hope, I hope that's what I am remembered for. I love that. Um, and I think if people haven't uh, opened their eyes in the past year, for sure, <laughs> to recognize um, yeah. that that's a shift that definitely needs to happen in the online space. I hope they uh, remember it after this conversation today, but it's so, it's so true. I don't need to drag on every pain point in order to get you excited to work with me, but I can actually inspire you and encourage you and maybe even give you some free insights, um, you know, just as much along the way. And that's going to work just as well in growing your business without having to like make someone cry and relive their trauma in order to open <laughs> yeah. up their wallet. <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, if anything, it's just, it's just great that there's more conversation around this because I know when I was kind of learning copywriting, there, there literally was no conversation about it. It was, it was all about, you know, this is what you do to make the sale and that, and that's it. Like it, there was no talk of, is this right? Is this wrong? What are we doing? What are the consequences cause and effect? Um, but you know, hopefully we're learning better and we're all going to do better. Right. Absolutely. Once you, and that's the thing, like forgive yourself for the past, but once you know better, mm -hmm. then go do better. So I love that. All right. I appreciate everything that you've shared from your personal story and why you do what you do to helping us to remember to actually enjoy the work that we're doing as well. So if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? How can they learn a little bit more about what you offer? Yeah. So I, I do, um, typically hang out on Instagram. I'm, um, it's just my name, Christy Sigelski. Um, I'm on a little bit of a social media break. Um, we just moved to a farm actually last Ooh. month. And so, um, I've been a little busy, like selling two houses and buying this house and moving and all of that. Priorities. Um, Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of had to, you know, head down and get that shit done. But, 
Um, I do, I love, I do like Instagram and of course my website, you can just check me out, christysigelski.com. I have a little, um, freebie. That's like a, my five-step framework for emails that sell, you know, if, if you're thinking about kind of adding email marketing to your mix, that can just help you figure out how to structure your emails in a way that, you know, allows you to communicate with your audience and really connect. Awesome. Well, I will drop all of those links on the show notes. I'm now following you on Instagram as well. And I definitely thank you and appreciate your time today. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Are you searching for a simple way to run your business sustainably as you create your best life? Sign up to receive emails over three days as you develop your action plan that makes dreams a reality. I break down my leadership methodology so you can avoid burnout and confidently own your power, maximize your impact, and profit with a plan. Click the link in show notes to join the Profitable Purpose Challenge. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to share on your favorite social media platform and tag me at Kristen Edwards underscore. Then leave a rating or review to help other ambitious women tune in. Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. Until next time, dream loudly.